Our sponsor is Real Estate Agents I Trust. I love them. Yeah, you know why? You probably love them as you created the company. Oh. Uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why you love them. But you love them because you started this with uh, a hope that maybe, I don't know, you could have a real estate agent that didn't suck. It's interesting <laughs> because you know here you are in this market that's going absolutely crazy. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity if you're a seller and also a really risky time to buy, if, in theory, if you're a buyer. Yeah. That's why you got to get the best price possible. You have to make sure this transaction goes down the right way. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to buy at the top of the market. And from what I hear from uh, Dr. Schiller, uh, we're way beyond the top of the market. Yeah. Uh, historic. The highest prices paid for a home now in the history of the United States. Did you hear the stat that supposedly right now there are more real estate agents than listings? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's an insane. I, yeah. I haven't fact checked that myself, but that's an yeah. insane stat. Here's that's what you, you better get the right one. Yeah, get the right one. Yeah. <laughs> Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll help you find the right real estate uh, agent, whether it's across the country or across town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Thursday. My job is to take pieces that uh, don't necessarily connect uh, in people's minds and run them through the filter of history and the knowledge that I have of radicals in this country and tell you what I think is coming our way. I am going to tell you today some things that are extraordinarily concerning. Um, when I started prepping for this show, I, uh, I thought I have never seen a more disturbing pattern of news in my lifetime. And most people will not put all of it together, but I will. And it is really important that you pay attention and know where we are headed because things are happening at a breakneck speed you will not recognize your country by uh i think fall so we begin there in 60 seconds stand by the glenn beck program all right let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's relief factor hey you yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you that the one that's been in pain lingering around for a while just won't want to go away. Psst, come here. I want to talk to you about something. You want some of the good stuff? Because I got some of the good stuff. Yeah, I know. I used to be the guy who was shopping around ibuprofen 800. <laughs> that's for kids. That's for kids. You want to find some relief? Try this. Relief factor. Psst. Hey, you. Come here. I got some stuff. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, but don't hold that against it. And there's no drugs in it. It's all healthy and crap like that, but whew, is it going to work for you? Yeah, you'll be flying high. I mean, you won't be stoned or anything because, again, it's not a drug. So you won't really feel any different except you won't be in pain, right? Right? Come on. Psst. All you have to do is go to relieffactor.com. 
relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. And by the way, there's another guy in this neighborhood who keeps saying, Psst, hey, come here. I got something to show you. He's wearing a raincoat. You know what I'm saying? That's Joe Biden. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Relieffactor.com. All right, I want to talk to you about the DHS. There are some very disturbing things that are happening today. Uh, and I, I, I want you to follow me closely. So the DHS in January, they issued the first terror bulletin since the death of the Iranian Quds Force commander. You remember that? That's when we killed the Iranian in Iraq. And that was the last terror warning we got. How many years ago was that? In January, the DHS gave us a new warning. Now, keep in mind, these warnings are very rare. But this is what it said. Quote, warning about individuals frustrated with the exercise of governmental authority and the presidential transition, as well as other perceived grievances and ideological causes fueled by false narratives. Hmm. Now, who are they talking about? Well, if you're a viewer of CNN or, uh, you know, MSNBC, probably not you. The Department of Homeland Security, they issued, again, a, a terror warning, but they couldn't back it up with any specifics. We later found out this is from the new Postal Service intelligence arm that has been spying on Americans. I mean, that sounds like I made that up. That's, cr- that's just that should be enough to go, wait, what? The intelligence arm of the Postal Service. They were spying and they were the ones that said, hey, come here, we've got some information for you. But they couldn't back any of it up. The Department of Homeland Security uh, couldn't back it up. In fact, in that same bulletin, it said DHS does not have any information to indicate a specific or credible plot. So then what the hell is the terror warning for? By the way, there have been zero attacks from right-wing domestic terrorists during the duration that was set for this warning. It was set to expire at the end of April. Did you even hear the news that last week they issued another warning? And this warning extends the original warning until August. But listen to the new warning from the Department of Homeland Security. The homeland is facing threats that have evolved, capitalized, evolved significantly and becoming increasingly complex and volatile in 2021. Wait, what is what is happening? What is that? What is the threat? What should we look for? If it's right wing extremists, please name them, because I want to know I want to know if there's some big organized plot that is becoming more and more complex and volatile. I want to know who it is. And I'm somebody that could probably help find it. You know what I mean? You talk to the people who are good Americans that believe in the Constitution and they don't believe in violence. And you're like, hey, you know, there's this group going around. 
You know anything about it? No, but I'll sure put out the alert so everybody's aware. Nope. You can't even quest a question. If you do, they'll shut you down immediately. Don't believe me? Last week, a Space Force officer, the head of Space Force, he was fired for denouncing critical race theory. What did he say? He accurately explained that CRT comes from Marxism. There's nothing wrong with that. That is absolutely 100% true. Critical race theory is now being pushed by the Biden administration, including the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. And for them, I guess no one is allowed to point these things out. You can't ask questions. So what was it that made him so dangerous to say that he had just, he had too much truth in him? We got to shut him down. What was it that he was saying? Well, he was willing to say that Marxism is a threat. I want you to say this out loud and get used to saying this. Marxism is a threat to our freedom. I know that didn't used to be controversial at all in seeing that Marxism is set up to destroy the free world. Marxism is a threat. He also call, called out Lloyd Austin for issuing the stand-down order uh, for the military to find all those right-wing extremists. And then he said something I haven't heard reported anywhere. He said the military has just been given a book calling the January 6th riot an extremist event. Okay, all right. Um, however, they excluded the civil unrest from both Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Does that sound like a problem? Apparently, believing in the Constitution, being a conservative, is enough uh, to have you labeled as an extremist. Now, I'm not making excuse an excuse for the people who did violently break in, were causing mayhem and, and trouble, and were you know, putting their feet up on the desks. I'm, and no problem. Those people should be punished. But the Biden administration has continued to use that act of January 6th to weaponize every lever of the U.S. government to make it appear that right wing domestic terror is the greatest threat to the country. So what's the end game here? Let me go back to the Space Force commander. He said this in an interview with the Washington Examiner. What you see happening in the U.S. military is that at the moment if you're a conservative, then you're lumped into a group of people who are labeled extremists. If you're willing to voice your conservative views, you're an extremist. If you're aligned with the left, then it's okay. And you can even be an activist online because no one will hold you accountable. All right. Conservatives, constitutionalists. I want you to know clearly this lie that just because you believe in the Constitution and the rule of law and, yes, things like meritocracy and merit, that does not make you an extremist or a white supremacist. 
you have a right to question and you have a right to demand answers because there are answers that are gravely needed. Why are the people that were involved in the January 6th riot being treated like prisoners in Guantanamo? Now, I know that sounds like a crazy charge, but let me tell you what's happening according to the attorneys of those who have been charged. Last month, the lead prosecutor investigating the January 6th riot left the Justice Department unexplained and suddenly. So the word is that this person who left the Justice Department was so disgusted by what the Justice Department was doing that they quit. Please, if you are in a place of authority, do not quit. If you do quit, hold a press conference immediately. Call every single non-corporate media outlet, uh, outlet and tell the truth. Quitting isn't enough. By the way, did you know that a judge overseeing the investigation lambasted the DOJ for giving interviews to the media? The judge said, quote, these type of statements in the media have the potential to affect the jury pool and the rights of these defendants. The prosecutor in question is Michael Sherwin. Listen to what he said in this interview. After the six, we had an inauguration on the 20th. So I wanted to ensure and our office wanted to ensure that there was shock and all that we could charge as many people as possible before the 20th. And it worked because we saw through media posts that people were afraid to come back to D.C. because they're like, if we go there, we're going to get charged. So, so hold it just a second. So the Justice Department wanted to arrest as many people as they could in a shock and awe to send the message that if you come to Washington, D.C., you're going to get arrested. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, hmm. I guess I wish people would have at least just enforced the law, just enforced the law in places like Portland. This is not about justice. It's intimidation and ideological punishment because our prison system for those arrested on January 6th, uh, it looks a little more like Guantanamo Bay or Abu Ghraib. And I'm not alone in saying this. I'm going to give you a name here in a, in a second that is on the left. And that name is not the only one. So listen to the charge. Those who were arrested for the riot haven't been convicted of a crime. Yet one of the defendants, Jacob Lang, recently communicated to his father through a letter. I have been in solitary confinement for a hundred days now. A hundred days in solitary confinement for a riot that you haven't had a trial on? What's that all about? That's cruel and unusual punishment. One of the accused lawyers also told us this, quote, It's impossible to have a free-flowing conversation with your client. Meetings are in open cages where there is no confidentiality 
Everyone can hear the conversation, including the prison guards. If a detainee meets with a lawyer in person at the jail, he must then quarantine for 14 days as retaliation. And the attorney-client privilege is non-existent now. But it's worse than that, according to another lawyer. One detainee said he was zip-tied and beaten by prison guards. The skin, quoting, was ripped from his wrists. His nose was broken and his jaw was dislocated. Is this a gulag? Is this Siberia? Or is this Washington, D.C. and the United States of America? Now, I am not telling you something unfounded. I'm telling you the reports that are coming from their attorneys. But also, others are extremely concerned. One is named Elizabeth Warren. Senator Elizabeth Warren and other senators on the left are, are saying this is intimidation. They're demanding answers. Why isn't anyone else? By the way, have you heard the phrase armed insurrection when they talk about January 6th? Armed insurrection. They say that all the time. It was an armed insurrection. I'm going to play some audio um, from Senator Ron Johnson to FBI Assistant Director for Counterterrorism, Jill Sanborn. He said, armed insurrection. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Wait until you hear this. Back in a minute. Our sponsor this half hour, by the way, this is all leading to some things that will that are happening in your own community that you need to be aware of. Timeshare Termination Team is our sponsor. Imagine, you know, somebody sold you a brand new Corvette and then wouldn't let you use it most of the time. And on the rare occasions when he did let you use it, you'd get to the dealership and he'd only have a broken down Ford Pinto available for you to drive. I don't think you would last long in that and you'd have a pretty good reason. That's how it goes. A lot of the time when you invest in a timeshare and it sucks, but I have good news for you. Timeshare termination team is unlike anybody else in this business. They're going to give you a money back exit guarantee. Their timeshare termination team has a dedicated team of in-house attorneys that work exclusively for the company and all they do is concentrate and timeshare cancellation law. So if you want an end to the pain in the that's called a timeshare, go to timeshareterminationteam.com. If you use my name, you'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. So make sure you tell them that I sent you. You can talk to a human at 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Get them on the phone now, 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or you can visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Here is Senator Ron Johnson questioning the assistant director for counterterrorism at the FBI. Listen. How many firearms were uh, confiscated? Uh, in the Capitol or on Capitol grounds during that day? 
To my knowledge, we have not recovered any on that day from any other arrests at the scene at this point. But I don't want to speak on behalf of Metro and Capitol Police, okay. but to my knowledge, none. How, how many shots were fired that we know of? I believe the only shots that were fired were the ones that resulted in the death of the um, one lady. The one lady. Let me quote the left. Say her name. It's Ashley Babbitt. Say her name. An armed insurrection. Only one gun was confiscated, and it was Ashley Babbitt's gun. Only one. No, I'm sorry. No, no guns. Sorry. No guns. Only the, the only gun involved in any shooting or anything else belonged to the Capitol Police. One bullet was fired. One. How is this an armed insurrection? Ashley Babbitt is her name, by the way. So FBI Director Ray testified that the group responsible for the riot was, quote, the smallest group numerically. The, the smallest group numerically? Then why do we have 9-11 style commissions now? Why is the House demanding a 9-11 style commission? Right now, there's been 400 arrests, 100 expected in the coming days. Did you know that they are not even using the FISA courts? If you were in D.C. on January 6th, your phone records, your GPS stats are in the hands of the federal government. You didn't have to be charged with anything. All you had to be was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. They're looking through all phone records. They don't have a constitutional right to do that. You can't do that. So we have 400 arrests, another 100 expected in the coming days. Why is there a commission on this? Do you remember when Black Lives Matter set fire to the Capitol last summer? Zero commissions were called for. But maybe it was a capital, you know, the Capitol building. That was it. Well, no, no, no. No. The leftist weather underground. They bombed the Capitol building in 1971. How many commissions, Stu, did they have for that? Zero. An offshoot of the weather underground, ground, 1983. Bombed the Capitol. How many commissions? Zero. More in a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. By the way, uh, one of the ladies that was involved, uh, Susan Rosenberg, involved in that bombing, uh, pardoned by Clinton and now part of Black Lives Matter. Hmm, not a problem. Let me tell you about our sponsor this uh, half hour. It is Patriot Mobile. We must stand together. We must support each other. We must begin to support each other's businesses. We have to stand together. These corporations are part of the problem. These giant corporations. Get out of the phone service you're in. If you're with Verizon or any of these guys. Switch right now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. But switch now. Be with people who are actually fighting the fight and they're on the same side as you. Switch now.
Save money, get great service and great coverage. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Speaking of standing with people who are trying to fight the fight on the same side as you, subscribe to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You get 10 bucks off your subscription. Thank you to Def Leppard for uh, doing our theme. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, the, um, the news today is disturbing, but I want you to know that this is all on the federal level. To win, you must go to the local level, and you need to stand in your own hometown and in your county. Let me give you a reason why. Top prosecutor in Loudoun County, Virginia has participated in the Facebook group whose members infamously created a list of parents who disagreed with the school system policies of critical race theory. The the intention of this Facebook group is to hack, infiltrate, I'm quoting, hack, infiltrate, and expose parents. And this all according to screenshots. March 16th, this was exposed, <clears throat> and now the anti-racist parents of Loudoun County have doubled down, and now they appear to be going after children and gathering information of children of at least one adult. There is the group administrator who is saying, hey, anyone else with racist TikToks uh, of kids, please PM me, especially more with the N-word. Okay, all right. Another member responded to that post saying, we have to fight this S together. That's when the county's top prosecutor chimed in and said, exactly, you are where we need you. What? You are where we need you? The, the top prosecutor is getting involved with this? And is in support of the hackers and people who are trying to expose. You need to stand up together. You know, I read a story today that that people are concerned that uh, liberals liberals are starting to worry about all this wokeness. That they're they're thinking this might play out badly because a lot of people don't like it, and it'll play out badly in the next election. Forget about the election; it's playing out badly. For all humankind, if we continue to go down this road. One more thing, then we bring Pat Gray in to talk about ATF. Try this one on. The TSA began implementing President Biden's mask mandate at airports. It has now been extended through September 13th, 2021. The senior official performing the duties of Transportation Security Administration's administrator confirmed yesterday, quote, that TSA agents must handle mask mandate violations in airports the same way they would treat travelers trying to take firearms through security checkpoints. Mm. Now, listen to me if you're a cop. Please listen to me if you're a cop. I understand why you would want to walk away. I get it. I get it. 
But if you walk away, if you walk away, you're going to leave us with a police force that is like the TSA. There's a lot of great people in the TSA. I meet them at airports all the time that are doing their jobs. But I also meet an equal amount of just dumb, dumb dummies who are are shouldn't work the fryolator. Honest to God, they might fry their own hands or face. What happened to my hand? I'm going to look. They shouldn't work a fryolator. They don't care. Please stay in place. You cannot abandon that post because uh, it's going to get bad if we have <laughs> if we have that half of the TSA being our police force. We're in real trouble. Uh, by the way, the good news is we won't have any guns. I love the new. I love the new ATF guy. How about Isn't he you? Great. Yeah, he's oh, fun. He's, he's fun. Great. Yeah. Uh, do you, I particularly liked him with posing for a selfie in front of the destruction at Waco after uh, ninety-one people were killed there. Uh, mm. That was really cool to for him to stand in front of that wreckage and uh, take a little selfie. Yeah. He was, proud of it i guess yeah well you know uh it, it was it was a lantern you know yeah okay. right they, they knocked mrs. over mccleary's cow kicked <laughs> over a lantern <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how they all died Jeez. it had nothing to do with janet reno just horrific uh and uh you know but i i think it's great to see the backlash from the left on that you know oh they're Where, upset oh they've got to be upset i yeah. mean he's standing there with you know it's you know, I know how they respond when somebody kills a lion. Right, right. You know what I mean? They right. kill a lion and everybody goes crazy. If it you've was posed. like a trophy pose. It really was. Mm. Mm. Despicable. Okay, so let me let me uh, let me play some of the audio. Uh, let me just play Cruz uh, with Chipman. Uh, does he does he plan on banning AR-15s? Listen to this. The AR-15 is one of, if not the most popular rifle in America. It's not a machine gun. It's a rifle. Uh, your public position is that you want to ban AR-15s. Is that correct? Senator, uh, thank you for the question. And uh, thank you for our visit yesterday and offering me a Dr. Here. Pepper. It made me reminisce about my time in Central Texas. But now to your uh, question. Uh, with respect to the AR-15, uh, I support uh, a, a ban as, um, mm -hmm. as has been presented um, in uh, a Senate bill. Uh, and supported by the president. Um, the AR-15 is a gun I was issued on ATF's SWAT team, and it's a particularly lethal weapon, um, and <laughs> regulating it as other particularly lethal like a, weapons. Um, like a Smith & Wesson 380s. That's not particularly uh, lethal. That's only ATF lethal. director, if I'm confirmed, I would simply enforce the laws on the books. And right oh, okay. now, uh, um, I'm just going to follow no the laws. Such, um, ban books, okay. on those guns. All right. Um, here's Amazing. here's how he. Well, first of all, cut seven, please. He can't seem to identify or define an assault weapon. Listen to this. I got 35 seconds left. Define it for me, would you, please, sir? Um, What's an assault there, weapon? Yeah, Senator, uh, um, the bill uh, to ban assault what, weapons is, what is your dozens of pages. Of There's no way I could define an assault weapon. You don't have any. You're going to run an a this agency, and you don't have a definition of assault weapon. But I would be enforcing <laughs> the definition that members yeah, of Congress be issuing rules and regulations. Just give me your definition. Um, I'll um, give you one definition that ATF. Give me your definition. Uses. One definition that ATF currently. Give me your definition. 
I can give you okay. one definition. Listen, you forget about this. Okay, so he doesn't answer it. Now listen to this. Here's when he finally defines an assault weapon. There are not criminal consequences. I want to turn to a second matter now, Mr. Chipman. You have called for an assault weapons ban. I have a simple question for you. What is an assault weapon? Senator, um, an assault weapon would be, in, in the context of the question you asked, what Congress uh, defines it as. Oh. So you're asking us to ban assault weapons. We have to write legislation. Can you tell me what is an assault weapon? How would you define it if you were the chair, the head of the ATF? How have you defined it over the last several years uh, as your role as a Listen government? Listen to this. Um, Senator, um, if I'm confirmed as ATF director, um, you know, my recollection is the only um, um, process but by which ATF is weighed in is that I know there's a demand letter three program which requires multiple reports, uh, multiple sale reports on the southwestern border. Listen. And ATF in that program has defined an assault rifle as any semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine um, above the caliber of 22, which would include a 223, which is, you know, largely the so, AR-15 round. Okay, so stop. You, you that would also include every handgun that is semi-automatic because it's a detachable magazine. It feeds into the gun. All right. You know much more about guns than I do, but it, it, he said rifle, right? Would, would a handgun be a if, rifle? If you're defining it based on its feeding from a magazine underneath he did say rifle but that would include then if you just want to look just at rifles that would include the gun we used in world war one mm. world war one i had a uh, really rough boating accident recently um <laughs> where my boat flipped over i had all my guns and they all went to the bottom of, of a very deep lake uh, and I think into a cave or something. Like when you looked at the bottom of the lake, could not find trace of them. Um, but at one point, I did have a uh, a gun mm -hmm. that was sort of like an a on the AR-15 sort mm -hmm. of platform mm -hmm. that was technically a handgun. So, can so I, would that be concluded in this ban? Yes, I, I think it yes, would. Yes, right? it would. would. Yeah. Uh, and I would I feel for you because I had my guns because I was doing some investigation in a cave, too. I was over in Wuhan okay. just a few months right. ago. Uh -huh. And I accident accidentally dropped all all of my guns oh my gosh and, and they just kept i just heard them going oh my gosh it's probably very deep oh my god all my guns wow. guns i and then i heard mm, the and all bats. the bats started coming and i was like i got to get out of here so oh. all my guns are in china ah. you were you were able to transport your guns to the the communist republic of china <laughs> wow that's, wasn't easy that's, wasn't easy that's impressive it wasn't uh, easy impressive yeah. not sure why well, you'd ask you. a question like that sounds like a bad question <laughs> it does it, it does, does seem like a bad question it that does. only an enemy of the state would ask <laughs> exactly right <laughs> only someone who has guns perhaps in a safe no no, no. I had, you had guns at one point ago no, i had a boating accident on a lake <laughs> you had a or boating an ocean accident. yeah i can't or two ocean. cave accidents i just know it was a boating accident yeah yeah i know it was just it was a deep body of water and i do so much fishing you know and i always take my guns with me so, so i don't remember <laughs> what body of water i was on i just oh, remember losing the the wow. guns over over the uh, edge of the of the boat uh, did yeah. you call somebody 
I didn't because I lost my phone that same time. Oh I had to get gosh. a new one. It's right. terrible. And yeah. you figured they're down at the bottom of the lake, yeah. so nobody's going to get them. Nobody's anyway. going to get them. No it reason might, to it. And it might have not it. been a lake. It might have been the might ocean. Might have been the ocean. Might have been the yeah, ocean. So they could have been swallowed by a whale. Yeah, I don't wow. know. You can't remember if you were inland or on the coast. I can't. You can't. I can't okay. remember. Okay. No. Right. It's an interesting I lost it in a boating accident. As you've mentioned a few times, I'll bet you. If they, if you replace the metal portion of an AR-15 with the wood paneling that you know, like, is on a hunting rifle, they wouldn't have any problem with these. With these, no, weapons. the average person wouldn't. The average wouldn't. person wouldn't. Um, however, what he just defined is a. I don't remember. Somebody in the audience will know, but it is a gun uh, that we used in World War One. I. I think we used it in World War Two, and it. F- it feeds from below, and mm. it's a wood paneled. You know, it's like a oh, wow. you know, it's like a Plymouth Woody. It's got the wood paneling mm. on the sides, and it's semi-automatic. Yeah, yeah, because it feeds mm. from the from the uh, bottom. Hmm. It, it seems like pretty whatever sure. definition they come up with mm. is pretty sure that's semi-automatic. Now you're saying that. Now I, maybe you do have to cock it. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, the bottom line is, is they're going to be banning a lot of uh, guns that number one we won't like. Number two, they can't actually ban because it's unconstitutional. So notice what he said here, and this is the most important thing. This is Woodrow Wilson. And by the way, I believe there is a coming announcement of a president that is going to do more damage to the United States of America than Woodrow Wilson. I think that announcement is coming from Mm. this program soon. Um, But this is what Woodrow Wilson did. Did you notice how he answered the question? I don't define it. I, you know, the agency defines it. I just, I go with what the agency defines. Mm -hmm. It's not, that senator was wrong. It's not what the Senate says. The Senate will put in charge the agency of the ATF and the ATF will define everything. That's the way this all works. So there's no one ever to really pin on. He doesn't have to answer that question because really it's in the agency and the agency does that. Because technically, right, they he can't write a bill, right? The, the, the no. ATF guy cannot say, okay, this is what I think it is, which is what he, it's, it's the technicality why, he's holding out on there. Correct. And it is it is like uh, Obamacare. Remember when we went through Obamacare, how many times it said we'll be left up to the secretary's uh, discretion? Yeah. That's the way all of this is done. There is another it's this is an out in the open shadow government. It is not one that is secretive. It's called the cabinet. Right. So so he says, I can't answer this because Congress has to define it. And then Congress says the way we define it is how the ATF says it should be defined. Right. And so then eventually he winds up being a big part of that decision making process anyway. And no without one having ha- to deal with it before it gets confirmed. correct. And the Senate doesn't have to deal with it. Mm. Nobody has to deal with it. There's never anybody responsible for these things. Mm. And that is the thing that everyone should be concentrating on. What is it they're doing at the cabinet level? That's the other hand. Back in a minute. Thank you, Pat Gray, for joining us. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, a great podcast you can hear every day live before this program on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Also, you can hear him wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Wow, it's been fun, hasn't it? Um, I take on W, uh, I think it's, yeah, WWE in just a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking them on. Yeah, and I'm not afraid. Help me.
Memorial Day is a time to bring loved ones together to honor those who made um, our lives possible. You might want to get your home ready for summer gatherings, whether it's Memorial Day or Fourth of July. I know that racist holiday. You can uh, get uh, your house really looking different and much, much better just by changing the blind shades, shutters or drapes on your windows. Memorial Day Super Sale is happening right now at Blinds.com. Blinds.com, the most popular outdoor shades, which will transform your backyard into an oasis. The light filtering shade will help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, they're offering up to 45% off everything so you can upgrade any room. With over 25 million blinds sold, Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Blinds.com. Shop the lowest prices on Memorial Day doorbusters, plus get up to 45% off everything else. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's blinds.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. WWE champ John Layfield backs John Cena's uh, China propaganda. He came out and said... USA doesn't acknowledge Taiwan as a country. Look it up. Stop conflating standing with the USA and a statement. You're taking the side of China and Taiwan? This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know... I was out on a trail with the cowboys. We all moseyed in for an evening meal. We were all singing our cowboy songs there down by the border, brushing the dust from our shirts. Cookie promised them a meal of a lifetime. Yeah, all my cowboys were saying, Cookie, you're the best. They were ready for it that day. The delicious smell of cooking steak already to begin to fill the air around them. Their stomachs began to rumble. And there at the center of the camp was Cookie, sitting on a stump, just apparently just reading stuff on Facebook on his iPhone. That's when the cowboys said, get a rope. Cookie said, no, no, I'm not looking at Facebook. I'm actually controlling my Rectech from an app on my phone. Then he opened up the lid, letting the delightful smoke roll out. Yes, the cowboys realized it was a good-eaten steak that was inside. Unfortunately, so did the cows. They trampled all my cowboy friends together. Don't necessarily cook cow in front of a bunch of cows, I'm just saying. But that's different. When you cook with a Rectech, you're cooking with the best, the best smart grill technology. It makes smoking, grilling, even baking why do you think his name was Cookie? Incredibly easy. It's Rectech. You can find it on all social media and sign up for the newsletter. That's Rectech with a Q at the end. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. All right. I told you a week ago that the American Medical Association released a plan to embed racial justice into the medical profession. This went beyond just saying, hey, you know, we need more black doctors, so we're going to lower the standards for people in medical school so they can be doctors. 
Excuse me? I know that meritocracy is something that only white people care about because I'm sure black people are like, no, I want the black doctor. What, he got F's in the surgery that he's going to give me? That's okay. He's black. Bring him on in. Nobody, nobody disagrees with meritocracy when your life is at stake. So not only are they lowering the standards at schools for uh, people of color, um, but they're also um, they released a lengthy anti-racist plan, anti-racist plan. Uh, and uh, their new initiatives are going to end embedded racial uh, or they're going to embed racial justice to rid ourselves of and uh, of of racist people and apparently doctors i guess doctors are very very racist they have an 86 page document that outlines a three-year plan to implement anti-racist initiatives including pushing critical race theory through the medical community now what Stu? what could possibly be the problem with that what could possibly be the problem with critical race theory in with your doctor well, it seems like then you'd be able to define people who didn't agree with critical race theory as having a medical or psychological problem. Well, no, we're talking about the medical field. We're talking about the medical field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I guess they might have a medical problem. Sure. But you'd need a psychiatrist to deem them as having a that's true a mental that's true you, yeah. that, if that happened I, I would be more worried you'd be more worried yeah i mean yeah. the medical thing is uh, the medical thing is disturbing because you could say hey for equity purposes you white person don't get the treatment that person does right right that could be bad that could be bad that could be uh, lead to a, a death list you know what i mean uh <laughs> where you're 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 making lists of who dies who doesn't based on but I guess race race. I mean, yeah. and we've the thing about this is, of course, we've seen this in history and I thought we all agreed it yeah. was really yeah. a bad idea really bad to idea. give preferential no, treatment to people for medical uh, yeah, causes no, on, no, based no. on race. No, no. China's the new model. Um, so you were saying you were you would be worried if it. I would say it would be, you know, it would be another a whole nother step in the wrong direction if if it was a psychiatrist. I mean, like, med- like the APA. Like the uh, American right. Psychiatric Association, if right. they came out right. and said, uh, which they did yesterday, um, the largest psychiatric organization in the world sent an email to their members yesterday that psychiatrists need to incorporate anti-racism into their practice. The email encouraged psychiatrists to commit themselves to practice anti-racism with their patients and restated its commitment to achieving mental health equity for all. Uh, anti-racism, of course, you know this from the brilliant Ibram X. Kendi um, and his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And, and really, the only way to rid racists and racism from the world is racism. Mm-hmm. That's the actual idea. He says to the word discrimination. He advocates for discrimination. He doesn't uh, okay. use the word racism, okay. of course. Okay. But uh, I, I kind of put those on the same plane. So uh, mental health professionals were given suggestions for steps to center racial equity uh, in all their conversations with uh, their patients. Uh, why is this a problem? Why is this a problem? First of all, because it's not true. Critical race theory is something that Marxists made up to overthrow the Western world and freedom. That's what critical race theory is. 
period. There's no scientific anything backing up critical race theory. It was created by Marxists so Marxists could silence those who were against Marxism. That's it. That's it. So now they're going to they're going to embed it into the medical uh, side and the psychiatric side of medicine. What could possibly go wrong? Well, unfortunately for me, and unfortunately maybe for you, I know history. So I'll tell you what could go wrong. Do you know who the biggest uh, advocate and professional body was that did more to bring on the Holocaust and the death camps than any other profession? In Nazi Germany. Doctors and nurses. More German medical professionals. Joined the Nazi party. Than any other profession. And they also joined it at a faster clip. By 1933. More than half of the German medical profession. Had joined the Nazi party. And they were the ones that were pushing. We got to get rid of the unfit. We got to get rid of the people who are just not good for the Reich. They were the ones. You do not want your your medical professionals at all judging anything regarding politics. Doctors in Germany became tightly integrated into the Nazi party and supportive of its ideals. Physicians became Nazified more thoroughly and sooner than any other profession. And they also did more to, uh, they did more for the final solution than anyone else. By 1930, uh, 1942, 38,000 physicians had joined the Nazi party. Here's how it happened. Now see if any of these ring any kind of a bell now before i go down this road i want to say just because history when we go through all of these things and you see one or two that might be happening now that doesn't mean you're going to end in a death camp it just means you're on exactly the same road so warning bridge may be icy it doesn't mean the bridge is always icy. It just means if the conditions are right, you could find yourself flying off the side of the bridge because of ice. See if any of these things sound familiar. The things that had to happen in the medical field for them to go off the bridge and into the Holocaust. First, the devaluation and dehumanization of segments of the community. Think that's happening? Is that happening at all? What are we going to do with these people? These people just need to be re-educated. They're extremists. Remember when you couldn't say that about Muslims who were actually terrorists? You couldn't say it about actual terrorists. Now... It's fine to say that about half of America. The devaluation and dehumanization of segments of the community. 
the medicalization of social and political problems. What does that mean? The medicalization of social and political problems? You mean like adding critical race theory and anti-racism into the medical professions? The trainings of physicians to identify with political goals of the government. So that would be like when they have trainings and they have training seminars and people like Ibram Kendi coming in and training. Is that what that is? Then they also needed the fear of consequences for refusing to cooperate. Oh, well, that's not happening. Then they just made the bureaucrats in charge of the medical uh, system. And when the bureaucrats uh, came in and just made everything a bureaucracy, the doctors needed to feel some power. uh, And they also started to uh, weaken their ethics and human rights because it was all about numbers. Then... The Nazis, uh, the Nazi physicians and nurses viewed the state as their primary patient. Now, listen to this one. Some came to see quarantine. Otherwise known as ghettoization. Some came to see quarantine. Exclusion. Then extermination of an entire people as treatment required so the state could survive. Huh. Quarantine check. Exclusion. Facebook. Everybody's betting him. Check. And then the extermination of an entire people as treatment required for state's health. Huh. Well, at least we haven't had extermination yet. Doctors, I am pleading with you. Do not allow this cancer in. It, it's you don't you must cut it out and get clean margins. You would be a horrible doctor if you left one cancer cell in and we're like, well, maybe that cancer cell won't grow. You know what? The skin knows better than to let that reproduce and get out of control. You know what? I talked to, you know, I talked to the people. I said, look, I left some colon cancer in there, a few cells, but you're going to know it when it happens. Don't worry about it. Just come and see me and I'll take it out when it becomes a problem. You wouldn't know to you wouldn't knowingly do that to someone unless you had no other option. Critical race theory and anti-racism is anti-Martin Luther King and anti-Judeo-Christian values. You must not allow this to happen. Nurses, you must not allow this to happen. Psychiatrists, you must not allow this to happen. It's a firewall. Read history. Now, as if the doctors and the psychiatrists are bad enough, wait until I tell you what Joe Biden hid 
in one of the emergency stimulus packages that you're going to find wonderful. Yeah, indoctrination. But for who? Oh, wait. 60 seconds. You know the difference between sympathy and empathy, right? Sympathy is, I feel bad for you. Empathy is, brother, I've been there. So I have empathy for anybody who is is suffering with pain. It's seemingly unending pain, the kind of pain that you get up every morning. You're like, I cannot do another day. The kind of pain that you have that when you first wake up, you immediately think, oh, I can't wait to go back to bed. I want to talk to you about relief factor. Just try it, please. If you have that kind of pain, please just try it. You will know within three weeks. So the, the relief factor is telling you up front. It works only for about 70%. You might be in the 30%, but you won't know until you've taken it as directed for three weeks. If there's no change in you in three weeks, it's not going to work. Please just try it. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. Congress allocated nearly $200 billion in COVID-19 relief funds for K through 12 schools. Remember when the school said we need 25, we need 25 billion. And uh, and you thought that was a big number. And you're like, what does the school need 25 billion dollars for? And then the Congress gave them 50 billion or was it 75 billion? And then in the next big stimulus package, Joe Biden just said, you know what? I know you're not asking for it, but here, $200 billion going to the school systems for, quote, COVID-19 relief. Well, that's great because that money uh, is intended to help reopen the schools and mitigate learning loss. So it, it's really good. And in the American Rescue Plan... Uh, it's just got a couple of things in it that, you know, I mean, Hey, you want something for free? Nothing's free. You're going to have to, you're going to have to help the government out a little bit. And, uh, and so you will, um, well, you'll be able to get access to this, uh, uh, this money. And it's only about 20% of the money. Um, you can gain access to that, that, that 20% of the money. If you just have all of your white teachers uh, take some classes on anti-racism and their whiteness and uh, and then, you know, just you just you just have to study some evidence based interventions that will respond to students, academic, social and emotional needs. Um, you know, it'll be very, very good. Now, the emotional needs do include the disruption of whiteness and the propagation of critical race theory. So now the government is having an indoctrination camp for white teachers and the money that is your tax dollars going to be held back from your school. If you don't teach critical race theory, who would have seen this coming? 
teachers. I, you know, it's 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 past the point, really. It is. It is. You have to stand up against your labor unions and against this. If you are so deluded, you shouldn't be teaching children. If you actually don't understand the dangers of critical race theory and anti uh, anti racism, you should be nowhere near a classroom. I'm not going to take your children that you have birthed because I'm not a fascist. However, you shouldn't be in front of my children or anybody else's children. This is craziness. And every teacher who just knowingly goes along with it without speaking up. What are you going to tell your children and what are your children and your grandchildren going to say about you their mother their father grandfather grandmother aunt uncle what are they going to say about you when the world writes itself again because i got news for you love always win hashtag love always wins it always wins this is all based in hatred. I, I can't tell you and urge you to please put down the, the Democrat-Republican stick. Please put down the political stick and look at where we are in history and what you're being told is true. If you just came out, you know, and, and you, you hadn't slowly been boiled in this, you would immediately recognize you are on the losing side of history because all of this has happened before. And this is all what we were against. This goes against Martin Luther King. You have to condemn Martin Luther King to buy into these theories. The trains just keep going down the track. Get off the train now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. I need to eat. You know what I mean? I need to eat. I need to eat. <laughs> Makes everything better. It does. It you does. Can, you can For tell a when the world is upside down yeah. because you eat more and more. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Amen, brother. Built Bar will let you have that, uh, that sinful snack. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and you won't pay for it. It's low in carbs, three to five net carbs, like 120 calories, uh, high fiber, high protein, all flavor, 100% of the flavor, real chocolate, 100% real chocolate. So this isn't one of those, you know, oh, I'm trying to stay healthy and it tastes like dirt. My daughter and I went to Starbucks. I have to tell you about this. We had Starbucks last night. I don't go to Starbucks. It took, uh, you know, it was like. Okay, Mr. Mister, I've never been to a Starbucks. Could you just please pull forward? We have a special team just to talk to you. Because I don't know how to use all the lingo. But my daughter got something. She, anyway, I'll tell you about this later. i got to tell you about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. You're going to love it. It tastes great and good for you. BuiltBar.com. Promo code BEC15. All right, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10% off your subscription to Blaze TV.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Thursday. Oh, one more day you have to endure. Just one more day, and then the weekend is here. Uh, last night, my, uh, my kids took me out for Father's Day. And I know what you're thinking. It's not Father's Day. I know. Um, however, they this year have been talking about something that you're going to love, Dad. You're going to love. You're going to love. You're going to love. You're going to just love it. And it's the perfect Father's Day for you, Dad. For you. My son kept saying, for you. It's the perfect Father's Day. <laughs> In other words, another father would not like it. I, that's what my impression mm-hmm. was. Uh, and, uh, and, and it was something, they said it was ticket-driven, and they're hard to get, and it's, we have to do it last night. And I, I'm like, okay. Mm. Now, I'm told, I'm not told anything about it, but I'm told ticket-driven. I'm like, huh, got to be a concert, concert in town right. or something. Comedian. You know, yeah, comedian. Something. But, but why wouldn't another dad like a comedy Correct. show? Why wouldn't Correct. another dad like it? That's now, what I'm thinking. Concert, maybe, because maybe it would be the type of artist that only you would like. Hannah and I have been waiting for Rachmaninoff. To, to, right. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, We've that, been waiting. I could totally see that's that. That's yes. totally. And that's, I understand. Because I wouldn't that, like that as right. a Father's Day Now, gift. let me throw you this curveball that they threw me. Uh, dress for the outdoors. Now, I'm thinking to myself, I generally speak. I think it's safe to say. I'm not an outdoorist. Yeah. Okay. As if Jim I could, Gaffigan says, he's a little indoorsy. Yes, I'm very indoorsy. <laughs> yes. uh, if I could live in a bubble my whole life and never have to deal with the actual uh, physical reality of, yeah. you know, unclean air. I've and seen the sky. I don't need to see it and, again. No, and I, no. I wouldn't mind seeing the sky, but we could glass it over. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, uh, you know, so I'm not good uh, in the outdoors. And, uh, and one of my least favorite things in the whole wide world is heat with humidity. Mm. I mean, right. And it was hot. It was really the first hot day of the Hot year. day, yeah. very humid yesterday. Uh, so, I mean, but you could see like almost like a concert festival. Maybe it's an outdoor venue. I'm less interested. I'm less interested. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I don't. The Beatles could all come back from the dead, you know, for the ones that are dead, and they could perform, <laughs> and it would be outside, and I'd be like, ah, you know, I'll just watch it on video or yeah, something. Someone's gonna ha- somebody someone's will, gonna have their phone. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll record it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'll see it that way. I don't want to go outside. So the edge is coming off, and then I get a text from my daughter, and she said, "Oh, and you might want to wear some outdoorsy shoes for mud." <laughs> And then she texts, I'm just sitting here reading all of these texts, and I can't imagine what you're thinking. And I immediately texted her back, nothing good. (laughs) Thankful father (laughs) there. Nothing good. This is not going to end well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they won't tell me until we get almost to the place. And (laughs) this is a gift that dad, you will like. Like my son said, mm-hmm. in other words, you like no other man on the planet will understand this. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've been trying to, I've been trying to grow, uh, flowers in our flower bed and I can't get anybody even in Texas to understand like what I want it to look like. Mm-hmm. And it sounds the, like you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I turned in my man card a long time ago. Never had it. You yeah. never had it. 
I turned it in. I'm pretty sure I had it at some point. Uh, I was a baby once. Anyway, so um, we found this one place, I don't know, a few years ago. And uh, and I love them. It's called Bishop Farms. And uh, this lady just grows these flowers. And I keep looking at her Instagram page. And I'm like, that's what I want it to look like. Just like that. And so I've been saying to my kids, I want to talk to her. Can we talk to her? what, What are those flowers? How do we grow them? You know, because everything dies. And uh, so they, she, twice a year, I think, once or twice a year, she allows two groups of five to go. She talks about flowers and the soil and everything mm-hmm. else. And then you go and you you can make mm-hmm. your own arrangements. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm not saying this because I think anyone, <laughs> anyone with an ounce of <laughs> testosterone would find this like, oh, that was really cool. Right. No, I know. I know. <laughs> so you're, to review here, your present seems to be a tour of a garden where there are flowers because you want to replicate the kind of flowers they have. It was like going to a farm. It was like going to a farm mm. and a really pretty this farm. Sounds Very great. pretty farm. Yes, I, it, it was I almost actually. feel like. Now, to say that the woman might have been a little surprised that it was me coming around the corner <laughs> and not necessarily in a good way right. might be an understatement, but I don't know because we never discussed it. And she was delightful mm-hmm. the whole time. Here's an idea. She treated me like a human being and I treated her like a human being. And we had a delightful time together. Mm-hmm. She may hate my, she may have a voodoo doll with my face on it, mm-hmm. but she was delightful and very, very helpful. Loved her. Loved it. If she doesn't have one, I'm selling them just in case she's interested. In case she's interested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's uh, very kind to you. Uh, Kind of you. So then I end this, uh, you know, Father's Day in a flower garden uh, with my uh, with my kids. And uh, uh, I'm on the way home. And lo and behold, the most dangerous driver and fastest driver Uh, even I think Dale Earnhardt would agree is my wife. And, uh, she happened to be in front of me at a stoplight and she was turning into Starbucks. And so I decided to follow her with the girls and the flowers in the car. And, uh, so I had another treat that I just don't do. Uh, and that is go to Starbucks. Mm. Okay. I don't drink coffee, but when I did drink coffee, not a Starbucks guy. I know that comes as a surprise to many Many listeners, including the Starbucks Corporation, uh, very they're, shocked. They're, they're shocked. This. Yes, they are shocked. And I know it's a very hard time. They're having a hard time keeping oat milk in stock now. Uh, you know, now that they're offering oat milk, I know that's really uh, and I I think it's I think milk milk from oat. I think that's uh, I think that well, you know, that uh, it's either that or almonds. That I would just love to have my milk from. Anyway, you can I can milk digress. anything with a nipple, and apparently almonds oats and oats have have nipples. nipples. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm in line behind my wife, who just zips through. You know, she just orders and zips through, and uh, and then and then I'm sitting there in the line with the speaker. Hi, welcome to Starbucks. Can I help you? And I'm like, I think so, uh, but I don't recognize anything on your menu i not even large small medium no not even even that not even that Mm -hmm. uh i just don't understand any of the substances that you are trying to sell me as a refreshing drink 
Right. What and is a venti a drink? Is it the size of the drink? Don't Who know. knows, right? Don't know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like the metric system. No one can know. Right. Uh, and quite honestly, uh, didn't know, really have never cared what agave is. Doesn't sound like something I want in my food mm-hmm. or as food ever. Mm-hmm. Um, pink agave sounds even less appealing. But I said to my daughter, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And the lady was like, sir, can I help you? And I'm like, yes, yes, just a minute. And so my daughter said, order this. And so I ordered this. And she said, will you get me whatever it was? Uh, And I'm like, yeah, she'll have what sounds like a body part, but then a Latin (laughs) phrase coupled with it. And uh, she uh, so she gets she gets her stuff. We 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 pull out and. um, and I'm I'm drinking this, you know, pink agave stuff. And uh, I'm like, mm, it's delicious. It's it's wonderful. Is it delicious and wonderful? It wasn't. As my grandfather said, would say it wasn't what comes out of a racehorse. OK, OK, so it cleared so that it hurdle. Cleared that hurdle. <laughs> OK, OK, mm-hmm. it cleared that hurdle. Um, and it wasn't bad. Is it something I want to drink? No. But it wasn't bad. Okay. Okay. You could you could power through it. I powered through it. It mm-hmm. was it was not bad. But then my daughter said, "You want a sip of mine?" And I'm like, "Now, when somebody says that, there's only two choice. There's only two ways somebody is offering you something, right? Mm-hmm. It's either really good or they think it might be spoiled, right? Okay. Yes. This is so bad it might be poison. Try this. Try this. No, yeah. no, I'm not going to try this. No, it's horrible. You can't believe how bad this is. Try it. No. So I said, "Is it bad?" And she said, "No, it's really good." And I said, oh, "All right." And so I take a sip of it, and if if I were if I were not a good father, I would have spit it right back into the cup. Okay. <laughs> But I swallowed it and I handed it back to her and I said, that is horrendous. And she said, yeah, it tastes kind of like dirt, doesn't it? And I said, you handed your father a hot drink on a hot day that tastes like hot dirt. And she said, I said, and you knew that that that's a good thing to you. And she's like, no, but it's really good for you. I said, how many days, how many days in my life am I going to extend my life by drinking hot dirt from Starbucks? Because if it's like four days, I, I'm fine. And I'll no- lose a week. If I never have to drink hot dirt, I'll lose a week of my life. I go a week early. I'm totally cool with that. And you know it's not a week. It's probably, it probably shortens your life. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, you know, I'm going to be old and decrepit and I'll probably be watching Matlock and I, oh, gee, it's 10 minutes before Matlock is over. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I lost 10 minutes. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I die before I found out who done it on a Matlock. I'm cool. No hot dirt. You could probably look it up. When you feel close to death, go on the internet and look up the episode and find out how it ends. <laughs> I said, that's, that's all you got to do. I said to, I said to Hannah last night, will you live in the right state? Anytime you want to come over and lick the dirt in our backyard, you are. You, you could lick all of the dirt in the backyard. And most of the time, my dirt here in Texas is hot. Mm. So it should be really good. Uh, all right. Uh, in... Uh, 
In just a second, we have uh, Jason Whitlock uh, joining us in studio. First, let me tell you about American financing. Uh, Thien, I think, is the name. Uh, T-H-I-E-N. Is that how you would say it? Thien? Thien? What kind of name is that? I mean, you're probably from like Scotland or something. I'm Thien. Oh, shut up. You're going to be called Bob here. Anyway, he writes about his recent experience with American financing. I think he's probably regretting writing in to tell me his experience. But I heard about American financing on your program. I'd be using the same person for years. Decided to give American financing a try. What a great experience. Ralph and Eric, surprisingly two easy to understand normal names, worked with me through the whole process. Ralph, in particular, helped me find different ways to maximize savings during the refinancing process. They also have people who will meet you at your home uh, to close the deal. Thanks, American Financing. Well, Thean, you're welcome. By the way, don't get close to any of those uh, Scientology people, because I think that's what Tom Cruise is trying to rid himself from, is the Theans that are in him. Close, yeah. (laughs) Do you know it's not? Theton? See, you don't know. It could be rough. Probably this guy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Do you think it's possible that uh, the Starbucks Grande hot, hot dirt drink, it's hot, hot drink because you could have it iced hot dirt. Uh, I don't know. Um, do you think that may be why some of them had the, the little capsule that they would bite down on in the I mean, if you go to yeah. a Starbucks and all they have is the hot dirt, uh, just bite down on this. And, you know, there was some German that was like, I'll show you uh, foamy. And then then his bite down on it and there's. I'm just saying. I don't know. That's just possible. It is part of your job, though, as a parent. Maybe that was the beginning of a frappuccino. I don't even know what that is, but maybe they just kind (laughs) of wipe that off of the Nazi's lips and put it into a cup. Uh, uh, (laughs) Smells like almonds. That's what they say. It is sort of your job, though, as a parent to taste things that are terrible. That's like part of your gig. No, I know, but like, not from an adult child. No, that's true. Yeah. I was at a restaurant a couple of years ago. My daughter was probably like four and she ordered an orange juice and we were having, you know, it was like a brunch. Yeah. And uh, a brunch. And she ordered <laughs> the orange juice. I don't know why that sounds snotty, but it, it does. does sound snotty. It does. It's just a great combination of breakfast and lunch, which right. is awesome. It's lunch during the middle of the day. Yeah. It's great. I want Brenner too, which I is, do too. Uh, I do that all the time. But so she orders the orange juice and she drinks and she's, and you could kind of, she makes a face mm-hmm. and then uh, she stops and then she drink, takes another sip and then she makes another face. She's like, daddy, this doesn't taste good. She says, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, just. Stop the whining, kid. You know, you get to <laughs> just that. drink it. Just drink so the what if it's thing. lemon pledge? Drink <laughs> yes, it, drink it. And uh, and she complains about it. I'm like, all right. So I take it and take a sip, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. What? Take another sip. This is a mimosa. The oh restaurant served. They went in there and they had a pitcher of mimosas made up, and oh they my served gosh. my four year old daughter a mimosa. 
So she's in AA now. Uh, <laughs> sad, sad outcome. Good for you. Good but for you. she's eight now. Hey, by the way, um, Johnny Moore wrote to me last night. Uh, a good friend of the program. Uh, helped with the Nazarene yeah, project. Yeah, He's yeah. great. He has just been sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, no. Uh, he said, listen to this. It is an honor to be sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party for giving my voice to the Uyghur Muslims, Christians, Tibetan Buddhists, and countless others that the CCP tries to silence every day. Hmm. Uh, a privilege of living in the United States, the land of the free and home of the brave. The CCP doesn't understand the difference between the truth and a lie. But some of us here in America, we still know the truth. I love that. I want, I want, that's what I want for Father's Day. I want to be sanctioned officially. Yeah. That's our goal <laughs> in the next few weeks, to officially become sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party. Would that be better than a flower tour? Uh, with dirt or without <laughs> dirt? Back program. Angela lives in Arizona. She writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, I ordered Rough Greens a few weeks ago. I was watching the Glenn Beck program on The Blaze. If his dog loved it, I felt sure my dogs would too. I don't know. You have a dachshund. I had a dachshund once. They're like Mikey from those Life Series. They don't usually like anything or anybody. Anyway, um, I, I put it in his water and he lapped up the whole bowl. I didn't know if you could. I didn't know you did that. Quinn, my shepherd boxer mix, was a bit more reluctant. Didn't seem enthused at first, but I kept sprinkling it on her food daily. And after a week, she was eagerly awaiting her food in the morning and gobbling it down. I noticed a definite increase in energy, especially in Quinn. It's really different for her since she's usually found sleeping at her age. Thank you, Rough Greens. Thank you for a wonderful product. Look, your dog may not like it, but if your dog will eat it, you'll see changes in your dog. I mean, in the first couple of months, you'll start to see changes, uh, especially in their energy. It's it's healthy for them. You just put it on the food or apparently in their water at roughgreens.com slash Beck. You'll find a trial pack. It just, you know, just a couple for a few days just to see if your dogs will eat it or not. It's going to be free. All you pay for is the shipping and handling. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Mr. Jason Whitlock, who is, of course, a big fan of this program because of all of the heavy, heavy sports talk uh, that I do <laughs> all the time. Welcome, Jason. How are you? I'm awesome. And I, I did listen to half of your last hour. Mm -hmm. And wow. I mean, it was powerful what you were saying. It's frightening what you're saying. I can relate to what you're saying. Uh, but I do come here filled with hope and energy Aww. and just i'm the most optimistic i've been in quite some time who's our little what are they called rainbow ponies my <laughs> little pony who's gonna bring some rainbow in my life right now thank you for that tell me why you're hopeful it'll be a name your audience may not recognize initially but maybe some of them have heard of what's been going on the past 10 days two weeks kwame brown you know that name Stu? Kwame oh, yeah. Brown. Oh yeah. Oh, you're following. You're paying attention. Yes. Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah, I know him from back in the you know basketball days, but also he's been he's been mixing it up quite a bit lately. Oh, he's incredible, hmm. and he, he's a bolt of lightning. Uh, 
He's former number one draft pick in 2001 in the NBA, drafted by the Washington Wizards on those two te- on the team that Jordan played two years for the Wizards. Now, see, he's saying this for me and about half of the women that are listening. Yeah, and the audience. <laughs> but, and, and so Kwame's reputation in the media has been that he was a bust, that he didn't work out, and he's been kind of a laughingstock mm-hmm. for 20 years. There's another narrative and a more truthful narrative. The guy's not a bust that Michael Jordan actually didn't want him on the Wizards and and kind of sabotaged his development early those first two years. And so but Kwame has is fed up. And so he attacked so He's never really spoken out about this never, before. Okay. Never. No I mean I guess he had been doing a little YouTube page for about a year, mm. but not really addressing this and not addressing it as passionately and as aggressively as he has over the past two weeks. But he started attacking these two guys, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, who joked about him on their podcast in the past two weeks and basically continuing the narrative of this guy's a bust and a failure. So any jokes that were beyond what had only always been said or just no. the same? Okay, this was the tipping point. Okay. And, and the tipping point really is, and people haven't talked about this, Kwame has a 16-year-old son who I think is a sports fan and a bit of an athlete. And Kwame's like, hey, man, y'all can't just talk about me like this. And my son's listening. My daughter's listening. It's undermining my effectiveness as a dad. I'm not going to be a laughingstock forever and just a punching bag for you guys forever. But he's basically gone after Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes in the most aggressive way. It's profane. It's in your face. He punked these guys, made them apologize. Then Charlemagne the God, the radio host, the Mm -hmm. Breakfast Club that's popular, Mm -hmm. he jumps in and tries to defend Matt Barnes. Kwame Brown goes after Charlemagne the God. But, But just more important than these individual beefs, Kwame is expressing a message about and redefining manhood and it's a message specifically for black people, but it's for everybody's attracted to it. It's about masculinity. It's about what really is being a good father and a good representation in the media. This does not sound woke. No, he is. That's the other. He's not remotely woke. He's actually on the other side. Huge fan of Thomas Sowell. Mm. Huge fan of Larry Elder. Defended Candace Owens uh, publicly. He's unpacking these bigger ideas and about changing this very negative culture that has been defined for black people and we've embraced. And black people are loving it. They're running towards him. He's not being called an Uncle Tom, a coon. He's not being called a sellout. They're saying, yes, we've been waiting on someone to say this and represent this in a way that we believe in. And so this guy has gone from 10,000 YouTube subscribers to 250,000 in 10 days. Wow. 10,000 Instagram followers to 175,000 in 10 days. People are running to Kwame Brown and everybody in the black internet space is talking about him and having a reaction. And there's been nothing but support. And what he, he's opening the door, even though, again, it's profane it's not, you know. Look, I have to tell you something. Um, 
I used to have to go with my best friend uh, who was living with us. It was broken family and he lived with us for a while and we'd have to go pick up his dad at the bar. We'd get yeah. a call from his mom and she'd say, could you go pick him up at the bar? So we had to go in and he was a bastard. He was a son of a bitch. And, um, and we'd have to go in the bar and he'd call us all kinds of names and everything else. And it is from that experience that I have, uh, I grew to understand if you want to help somebody, you can't do it outside of the bar. You have to be in the bar. You have to be, and you you can't even do it in the bar if you're if you're in there going. And Jesus says you shouldn't yes. drink on Sundays. No, no, they're not going to listen to you. You have to meet people where they are. And he is meeting people exactly where they are, and he's representing working class people of all races. He he's not an elite. He is the opposite. You know, he's a plebe. He's 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 just he's anti elite. And there's another version of Kwame Brown that's having amazing success in the internet, YouTube, Instagram space, a guy named Kevin Samuels. He's not an athlete. He's a former businessman who's an image consultant, and he's in a suit and tie and saying really the exact same things as Kwame but he's saying it like he's a college professor mm-hmm. or he's some suited up businessman and he's having incredible impact with black people. He's a religious guy, member of a church, deacon in a church. All, and he, he and Kwame, are, they're not working together, but they are working together. And they're reaching a massive audience and opening the doors for people like me and others to come in behind and add our take and spin without being cast out as like, oh my God, you're not really uh, for black people. It's, I'm hopeful like the tide is really turning because these two guys are getting so much support and they're so anti-woke. Have you seen it? I mean, um, here's, I see people wake up, but they wake up like this. Look, I, I mean, what you're saying, I'm I'm with you. You're exactly right. It's it's crazy. It's getting really crazy. Why are you whispering to me? Well, I don't want anybody to hear me. You know, I'm seeing people wake yep. up, but they're not willing to stand up. That's not help. That's that's not help. Are you seeing people actually stand up and and clarify why this is right? I'll just say this from what I'm seeing on the internet, people's comments over Instagram, over YouTube, or what they're not whispering it. They are shouting, hallelujah, thank God, protect Kwame at all costs. Kevin Samuels is doing the right thing. It's passionate, like we've been waiting for this type of content and this type of representation in the media space. And I'm seeing NBA players, prominent NBA players, jump behind and support Kwame. And... Mm. Uh, I mean, Kenyon Martin's another former uh, number one draft pick. He's got some podcasts. He offered great support of of Kwame Brown. Uh, I've heard from Hall of Fame NBA players personally uh, who have called, man, are you you watching what Kwame's doing? This is great. And, and, you know, he's – because, look, like the Steven Jackson guy is connected to George Floyd. He had a relationship with him through childhood, and part of his brand went up 
in George Floyd's death, he gained some more popularity. I know Stephen Jackson personally. I know Matt Barnes personally. They used to come on my TV show on Speak for Yourself. Stephen Jackson's well-intentioned but misguided. Matt Barnes is an idiot. And uh, Kwame has called him out in ways that – you know, I don't know if he'll ever recover from. He calls him Becky with the good hair. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure Matt Barnes is going to recover from that. But but they have basically done this podcast where they're in their 40s. They're acting like they're still gangster tough guys who block. And, and Kwame's like, hey, man, gr- y'all grown men. Why, why, why are y'all portraying to young people that uh, this gangster lifestyle and mentality is the way for us to go? And. People, it's like their show has been popular, but everybody can spot the ignorance of what they're doing, the degeneracy of what they're promoting, and people are glad it's being called out and saying, look, there's a better way to represent us. Uh, This Kwame Brown, and Kwame Brown is not, he's talented. This guy will talk for two hours straight, and he'll be funny, he'll be... It compelling. He'll be insightful. Uh, it, it. He's talented, and it's like a natural talent. I don't think anyone's trained him up. He, he just has this huge personality. He he's a farm. He he farms his own land. He owns his own land. You know, he made sixty five million in the NBA. He's not remotely broke, but he lives a working class lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He grows his own food. He gets on a tractor every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's something about that that changes uh, people, I think. Yeah. I think when you're working with your hands, uh, and especially with the soil, you don't lose the connection to the things that are real. Yeah, and he he's not someone that wants to run around with celebrities. He'd rather run around with his brothers or the plumber that comes over to his house. I mean, he's saying all this, and, it, and it's true. He's just he, – he calls – the little cabal of celebrities the go along to get along game. Mm-hmm. And he goes, They're, none of them are man enough to stand on their own two feet. They don't know how to take care of themselves as uh, by themselves. And he goes, I, I want to break all that up. I, I want real men who are, are producing sustainable lifestyle. We have to have him on. Yeah, he's, he's we incredible. Have to have him on. Yeah. Now, He's getting in. What the hell are we talking to you for? Why don't we just get him on? (laughs) Uh, Jason Whitlock is with us. uh, More in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about American financing. It's now more critical than ever to uh, make sure you're taking stock of your financial house, making sure you're in good shape for whatever is going to happen in the coming months. You need to be examining things like your mortgage rate and your debt load. These are things that already make life really difficult, but if the economy really goes south, these are the things that will drag you under. Next Tuesday, when we come back after Memorial Day, uh, I'm going to talk to you about the U.S. digital dollar. I'm going to show you how that is going to come, uh, come to fruition, and I think sooner rather than later, and what it will mean to you. And it doesn't mean good things if you know history, and I'll explain on Tuesday. Um, point is, on American financing, you can save a lot of money. You can get your financial house in order by refining or doing a consolidation loan that doesn't reset uh, your, your mortgage, or 
just getting a new mortgage with a much lower interest rate. American Financing. Call them now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10-second station ID. Talking to the one and only Jason Whitlock. Um, Jason, I said earlier today or earlier this week, and I am not a sports fan, so it doesn't mean anything coming from me, but I'd like to hear your opinion. NBA, if you want to, if you, if all of these people want to uh, worship China, say how great China is, say that Taiwan's not really a country, if they want to play and apologize to China, communist China, because the NBA is making money over there. You know what? Go play in China. Go play in China. I mean, I, I'm so sick of the denial of truth. I mean, if you want to go play in China, just don't say anything. You know, don't, 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 don't deny the reality of what China is. I'm not sure if LeBron James would object to playing in China. He might actually prefer it, and and I say that, and that may be the NBA's end game. I, and I say that in all seriousness, that I was talking to uh, Stefan Marbury uh, last week. Great NBA player. He's from Brooklyn. Uh, had a good ten, twelve year run in NBA, and then went and spent another eight years or so playing in China. They built a museum for Stefan Marbury in Beijing. He won three Chinese basketball titles in Beijing. There's a museum dedicated to him in Beijing. What he helped me understand is like, basketball is 10 times more popular in China than it is here. Correct. That there, He said there's 300 million registered basketball players in yeah. China and something like that. And so I think what's going on with LeBron James and a lot of the other players is like they actually prefer China and because they're on such a pedestal there. Right. They, they are the NFL of China in, in, in terms of that kind of— You mean of, when the NFL hadn't disgraced itself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the way that NFL quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, uh, Joe Montana, yeah, Tom yeah. Brady, are, are in the NFL is king— here in America, that's the way basketball is in China. And, and probably have, even at a larger scale. Yes, because yeah. they have 1.4 billion people, yeah. 300 million of them basketball players or think they're basketball players. And so it talking to Marbury, I was like, wow, now I get it. Why I think LeBron James actually would prefer for America to operate just like China. He prefers China. Basketball players are worshipped there and put on a pedestal that they're not here in America. And so it, it now kind of, they're selfish, they're narcissists, they don't care about non-elites, non-basketball players. And and you can't explain to them like, hey man, I, I get it that basketball players are worshipped in China, but what about the rest of black people? Yeah. What, <laughs> the, or, cause, what about what about the, the, what about the people who are in one of the 380 confirmed concentration camps in China right now. What about those people? And again, sometimes people have so little vision and they're so nar narcissistic 
They don't care about other people. It's like, how would I be treated? How much money would I make? I would be worshipped. And so I think there's some NBA players that was like, well, we got to go over to China and play half our games or whatever. <laughs> Wouldn't be the worst thing. We'll make more money. And when we come back to America, we'll have more money. Do you do you think the NBA can survive the course they're on right now? Uh, yes, because one thing that you should, I'm sure you're aware of. If it's sports related, doubt it. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, the product doesn't matter right now, Glenn, in any capacity. Entertainment product, movies. Yeah. They don't have to be good. TV shows, they don't have to be good. Entertain, it, the quality of it is irrelevant. We're printing so much money. And you're going to get paid regardless whether the ratings are any good. Ratings don't matter right now. Are you on message is what corporations will pay for. The television ratings don't matter. The quality of the product doesn't matter. Look, the NFL, and I love it. The, qual- it's, the quality of the product is going down. Here's the, here's the problem with that, though. Eventually, it does. You hope. Eventually, it all becomes pets.com. Yeah, it was worth $300 million last week. Today, America woke up and went, pets.com? No. You know what I mean? And that's going to happen. We're living a lie I hope right you're now. right. But it has to. I just think they're just going to keep printing more money. And e- ES- but when that, when that crashes and pain returns, people will sober up and they will have to face reality. And it'll be ugly. Really, really ugly. But it has to. It always does. The world always returns. And so even if we're flooded with all this Chinese money that's paying for a lot yeah. of this propaganda, you still, you know, because that's what I think they yeah. think is like that China money's never going to end. Hang on just a second. It will. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Hustler Turf. Uh, is that our sponsor this half hour? Uh, Hustler Turf. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hustler Turf is a great lawnmower. I mean, a great lawnmower. These are the guys that back in the late 1950s, I think it's the grandparent or the great grandparent invented the zero turn lawnmower, still owned by the same family. Uh, and it is, it's really tremendous. Uh, they'll cut the 109 inch deck on these lawnmowers, we'll cut a football field in 10 minutes. That's. It's pretty fast. They will cut the uh, the lawn. If you have, you know, three acres, they'll cut that and cut your time at least in half. And this is the last lawnmower you're ever going to buy because it'll just last and last and last and last. Test drive one. The products speak for themselves. All you have to do is drive one to know what I'm talking about. And until the end of the month, you're not only getting the toughest, most durable lawnmower on the market, but you're also going to give back to those who have given so much through the Folds of Honor program for every lawnmower sold. Hustler Turf. Find a dealer near you. HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. If you don't appreciate LeBron's brand of political analysis, you need the new t-shirt. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a LeBron. It's available at don'tbealebron.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Last night I had um, Rand Paul on. We were talking about the the insanity that is going on in our government right now the department of homeland security has just issued a new 
and uh, and sterner warning of white extremism and domestic terrorism. Uh, they issued one on January 6th. These are very rare that, that, that they issue these warnings. They issued one in January that expired in May. And now they just came out and said, no, that's more complex and even more violent and volatile than we thought. So now the um, uh, America is on high alert for white, uh, white right wing extremists um, uh, that are supposedly going to bring us all down. And that one expires on August 1st. It is crazy what's going on. So they're going to kill another Ashley Babbitt and blame it on white supremacists. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but I also talked to him about COVID, and he said something I have not heard before. Listen to this. Even on MSNBC, they're now talking about the possibility that this virus came from Wuhan. There's a bunch of circumstantial evidence that points in that direction. Number one, there has been no animal host found that mm-hmm. has COVID. But they looked at the wet market and they said, oh, it came from the wet market. They studied thousands of animals. No animal had COVID. Even more interesting than that, most of the time COVID comes from bats to an intermediate animal to humans. So what they did is they went and took COVID and they tried to infect bats with it. They found that it doesn't infect bats readily. So they can't find an intermediate host. Wow. It doesn't infect bats readily. But guess who it does infect readily? Humans. So it appears as if this virus is somehow adapted for humans. Could that have happened in nature? Maybe. But some of the evidence, a lot of the evidence is pointing otherwise. I didn't know that. I knew that they hadn't found, you know, any bats with the coronavirus. But I didn't know we tried to reinfect bats. I didn't think I didn't even consider that if it is from a bat and hasn't been genetically modified, it it would easily reinfect bats bats and they would all catch it because it came from them uh no apparently not apparently not now just last week i couldn't have said this on facebook youtube google they would have banned all of this talk but now suddenly it's okay yeah, Facebook will no longer remove posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made as support mounts for probes into the virus origins and the Wuhan lab leak theory. And just a quick reminder of what the press said about anybody who said, I think this might be man-made. Have we looked into that? Here's the Those media. same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that that, that is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that. Coming up with a conspiracy theory to try and foment xenophobia um, with respect to um, the Chinese. Okay, I can't listen to it. This goes on and on and on and on and on. You live through it. You know. Boy, I, I don't want Russia to be responsible. I mean, uh, China to be responsible for it. I wish it came from an animal. But if they were doing something with it, especially seeing that the guy who is a he- the head of the Wuhan uh, clinic is the guy who used to be the head of their bioweapons program. I don't know. Maybe we should know that. I think one of the biggest problems we have, Glenn, is that we've turned journalism over to Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg, and they're not journalists. And Facebook and Twitter aren't journalistic institutions. And so 
that's why these rules keep changing willy-nilly. But there's no consequence. They, they've, we have personally, I've personally lost a lot of money because of what they've done to our algorithms and what they've done because they've decided what the truth was on COVID and what it wasn't. And so they have banned us, shadow banned us. They have taken uh, people like Chad Prather off of YouTube. That's cost us a lot of money. They can, can now come out and just say, hey, uh, it's okay to say that now. You destroyed businesses. They're American companies with a Chinese agenda. They're far more interested in the one. Po- they're no different than the NBA. They're far more interested in the 1.4 billion people in China than the 330 million people over here in America. So what happens when uh, you actually find out? Will we actually find out? Did you see that yesterday um, in a very confusing act? Uh, and, I mean, I have a theory on this that explains it. Somebody else has a better theory. I'd love to hear it. But in a confusing act, the uh, Biden administration canceled the investigation that has been going on since Trump was in office. The investigation into the Wuhan theory that it, it did come from the bio lab that was being run by the State Department, which I don't trust at all. He canceled that. And then he said, we need uh, an intelligence report and to get to the bottom of this. Well, wait. Why did you cancel the State Department, especially for the left? The State Department is always in bed with the left. Why would you do that? My theory is because it makes no sense. Why cancel one that's already knees deep into it and then start a new one? Because the State Department has to publicly release their report. The intelligence community doesn't. So if they find something, we'll be told parts of it we won't be able to see all of the intelligence report so if you're hiding something or you want to spin it a certain way to run that uh that inquiry through our intelligence system is the way to do it and keep it quiet yeah it was kind of promoted as if you know biden's serious about this and he's following up and in reality he canceled an investigation that might have had more public answers which is interesting and they keep acting as if this is some new development that has broken out. There's a lot of scientific uh, evidence that points to the fact that this could be real. And it's it's been unearthed by people from, you know, former New York Times reporters have come out with this stuff. But back in March and February of 2020, we have all sorts of evidence. Evidence of the Wuhan Institute of Virology placing ads for this exact type of research. I am putting I am putting uh, the special that we did that was only on Blaze TV mm. because we could not afford a third strike. And we knew if we put our report on uh, the Wuhan evidence that we would immediately be banned. So we only ran it on Blaze TV. I'm putting it up uh, tomorrow as the podcast. And it's going to go up on Apple. It will go up on YouTube. You'll be able to find it everywhere. But that was over a year ago. And the the evidence at that point is a little overwhelming. I mean, we have the the video from the Chinese Communist Television Network Mm -hmm. with the guys from the Wuhan labs in the caves with the bats 600 miles away. 
And they're talking about how d- dangerous and deadly this coronavirus might be. And they're collecting the bats to bring them back to Wuhan to be able to study them. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, that, that that in November of 2019. They also mentioned that they have both had blood and urine from the bats on them. Yes. They've had to quarantine because right. of that. And they also had a, a, a Chinese researcher who was a, a postdoctoral research fellow at Harvard. He posted a study as this was going on. He was working for a university controlled by the Chinese government at the time. And he said it was probably released from the lab. He later on, probably with cold uh, metal to the press to the back of his head, reversed himself on that. But there was plenty of evidence that this was a real possibility then. And as Maggie Haberman said this week, Glenn, she admitted it. She said, look, the reason why we didn't look at this is because Donald Trump said it. Donald Trump said it, and he it. wouldn't give I'm us sorry, all the evidence. I don't evidence. buy it. That, I that do is, buy Then that. you should be fired, and everyone in line from the editor exa- on down should be fired. Listen, you don't do that. If you are in the news business, mm-hmm. Stu, how many times have we wanted to report something that we questioned and we were like, it's close enough, isn't it? And we both knew we were like, no, it's not close enough. Or we heard something from the other side, and I'd say, that can't be true. Stu, tell the producers to look into that. Sure. And we would look into it. And sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. And we report it either way. You cannot be a journalist and say, I really don't like this source, and he's not trustworthy. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Is with something this crucial, you at least look into it a little bit. I I think we're saying the same thing here. It's terrible journalism. Terrible. But it is it's not even journalism. I, I think it's what they did. Often. I'm gonna end on this note because I gotta go catch a plane. Mm. I just oh, I gotta excuse very, us. I'm sorry. The show doesn't <laughs> fit into your schedule. <laughs> Jason I have a very Whitlock. simple question. Right. Yeah. Have we not been colonized by China? Oh yeah, we have. We're just a colony of China. Yeah. That answers all the questions. That's John Cena. Yeah. 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 He, we he have been it. colonized. Yeah. We, we are have. government by Cena right now yeah. is, is the way we're running uh, this thing. Let me give you two other things that have just come out. An epidemiologist that actually wrote the study of COVID-19, how you can catch it outdoors. She's just come out and she said, I just want everybody to know, I've been ringing the bell. The CDC director completely misrepresented my report. It's less, less, and maybe much less than 1% chance of getting COVID while you're outside. Oh, yeah. There's no documented yeah, there's, case there's other than closed conversation in the world. There is none. Oh, and this one. Remember I asked, what was it, last week, week before? How come the CDC is not coming out and talking about, hey, if you've already had COVID, you have some antibodies. At best, I've heard fringe people say, well, maybe you have some resistance, but it's probably for a very short time. Very short. Really? Um, there's a study out today that shows even a mild coronavirus infection leaves behind lasting antibody protection maybe as long as years yeah it's great that's great so all of the people who have had it why are you being told you have to wear a mask until you get a shot you got the natural shot you have the real you don't have a man-made one you have the real 
uh, vaccine. Yeah, I mean, it does say the vaccine does give better protection, uh, maybe lifetime perfection or protection if you had it and then get the vaccine. But yeah, still, maybe. I mean, whatever. We, <laughs> no, so I mean, accepting one part of the report and not the other. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, that's it, fine. It's that's good fine. News, right? It's, like, yes. Because there's been all these scare stuff about how you're going to have to get booster shots every two weeks you know, for right. the rest of your life. And that does right. not look to be true at all. And the government never recognized the obvious truth that people who had it once don't get it again why did they not recognize that because you'd have to go back to work yeah let's get people back yeah. to work yeah i'm going to tell you about what's happening in california with a and Mc- jason thank you mcdonald's thank coming you. up. <laughs> jason, jason whitlock. whitlock thank you very much go catch your point Talk again <laughs> get out of here get out of here get out get out i want to tell you a little <laughs> bit about a little about gold line it's you know there's some of these really weird historic coincidences you know like uh, when did you know that when hyperinflation during the Weimar Republic in Germany when that happened and during the Great Depression in the United States gold rose in value by an extraordinary amount isn't that weird it's almost like inflation and depression or whatever it just when your dollar isn't worth very much, gold goes up. Isn't that weird? In totally unrelated news, last week, the markets took huge hits. Dow dropped, Bitcoin dropped, NASDAQ down. Gold was up. Ha! Huh. It's almost like those historic coincidences are not a coincidence. Right now, they can, uh, they're offering the very limited batch of the two ounce silver maple flex bars you can call and buy them outright or you can receive them free this week with every tube of five dollar gold liberty coins purchased minimum order size is required and they will sell out in just a few days so don't wait call Goldline. they're waiting for your call now 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline. ask them about the silver maple flex bars 866 Goldline or goldline.com the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we have a an announcement that just came from our uh, headquarters in uh, New York for the Premier Radio Networks, the distributor of this program uh, to radio stations. They have just announced a replacement for Rush Limbaugh, and I couldn't be more excited and thrilled. Um, it's two people. Uh, one of them is Clay Travis. Clay Travis, I don't you know more because he's he's mainly came from sports but i'm a mm-hmm. big fan of what he's done he's been on the show yeah he's been on the show big fan of uh, his point of view uh what he's done especially with covid and in, in helping people out uh during covid very uh, outspoken I mean, against the lockdowns yeah very mm-hmm. outspoken very outspoken and i am so excited that a friend of mine uh and a former co-worker buck sexton yeah. is going to be the second half of the partnership, the duel that will replace Rush Limbaugh. How awesome is that? Former, yeah. he was a Blaze uh, contributor. He I, worked here for a long time. He was, he was going national security. Uh, yeah, uh, he was national security. He sat there in my office, I don't even know, 15 years ago. And, uh, and I said, you need to work here. And he said, I, I'm, I'm going to work on Wall Street. And I said, uh-huh, you need to work here. And I don't remember how it happened, but that's what he did. He came to work for us. 
and was very, very popular, very fast. Uh, started his own uh, radio show with Premier and now is going to be part of the team that is replacing Rush Limbaugh. And nobody replaces Rush Limbaugh, but and I know these guys no, both have a healthy respect for that, but they can, you know, they're really powerful, interesting, smart guys. Really, yeah. really smart. Uh, I think this is going to be a powerful duo. Uh, Clay, welcome to the family. Buck, I couldn't be more proud. Mm. Congratulations. Congratulations. This is the Glenn Beck Program.